Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary Montgomery and my lovely and fantastic wife, Elder JC. We're in the house today. Yes, we are. Thank you, hubby. Welcome, podcast and radio family, to another exciting show because we're coming into the season. Yes. Where Christ did it all for you and me. You and me. But I was going to say, for me, for me, for me. Sometimes you got to be selfish when it comes yes. to Christ. Yes, it you is. You got to claim him as your own. Yes. You were just talking about that, too. Oh, I tell you, you know, I'm going to try to stay on track. Don't worry. I'll I keep just you love there. the Lord right now. And there, I tell you, yeah, it's that season and it's that time of the year, just within a couple of weeks. Yes. It's the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Yes. We're going to go over those and you're just going to make sure that you get all the yeast out of your house. <laughs> Matter of fact, start planning now. Yeah, yes. Out of the house, off of the premises. You told me we were allowed soda crackers. I think you said we were allowed soda yeah, crackers. Yeah, because they're not, they're unleavened. Ritz crackers. Okay. <laughs> so, our goal today, praise God, is to discuss the events leading up to the Passover. All right. Everyone talks about the Passover dinner and afterwards. What, but what about the events that led up to the Passover. Hmm. There were a whole lot of activities that were happening, miracles and healings and and people and, and things that were happening during that time period. Yeshua himself was preparing for his own beatdown, yes. his own death and yeah. resurrection. Hallelujah. Who does that? Oh, God. So both elder... JC and I, we want to be able to show you the momentous actions that believers have at their disposal to control their lives and power to just do it. All right. That's how we're living right now. We're in Durant, Oklahoma, here on our farm called Jojamon Farms. And I tell you, it's just do it. Mm-hmm. It's a walk by faith and not by sight, because if you would have saw, you wouldn't have came. <laughs> but I'm sure that's how Abram felt when God told him to get up and go. And he left, and then he had a name change after he split. So this gives believers, this, this, this time period of Passover, this week beforehand, if you put yourself in the midst of the Bible, This gives you the new covenant. This is the foundation for the new covenant. And there's a lot of materials discussed in all of them. But you know what? We just want to focus on the 40 days prior because there were plenty of miracles, testimonies, and revealing of you who Yeshua was in the fulfillment of him being the Messiah. Mm. And that 40 days, we need to do a story just on 40 days. Yes. 40 days with, 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 in, uh, it rained. Yes. Um, 40 days that uh, Yeshua was tempted in the desert. Yes. 40 days after he died. We got to do a show just on that. After he died and resurrected, he hung around for 40 days. Mm, I wonder what miracles were happening then. Oh, boy. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Just say, you know, just stay tuned. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to unfold some of the events and provide so you can have a celebrated and glorious life as Yeshua wants us to have. 
Well, I thought it was interesting before we went on the show, Pastor was just talking about a lot of times we as individuals, even uh, preachers and elders and other officials of, of the church, we don't see ourselves in the Bible. Yeah. We we have to begin to put ourselves in there. I know when both Pastor and I pray, and I know I do it, that sometimes I just put my name in there. Yeah. Because I want God to know that it's personal for me, that I'm part of this phenomenon that he has dealt with for us to give us a perfect life. And we know ultimately it's not here right now, but we know we're looking forward to it to be even more glorious. And I want to be like Enoch. I just want to walk into it. <laughs> I, I want to just translate in. I don't want to have to worry about dying and going and waiting. I just translate right into the Almighty's presence. And that's amazing because when you're reading the word and when you place yourself in the word, are you walking with Jesus as he's walking about and you have the crowds that are following him? Mm. Are you watching the miracles that are transpiring right before you? Or, or, or are you the ones who have seen the rocks being thrown at, at him? And, and what about the folks after that were healed? Have you ever th- put yourself in those situations or did you see the, did you see how the lepers were healed? And they walked into their anointing. That's what I feel like. <laughs> You're going to walk into your anointing. I'm going to walk held. into. He, he, Jesus said, hey, walk, go, go. You know, you know, we're not healed yet. Walk, go, go. Sometimes you just got to get up and go and walk into your anointing. That's what I feel right now. All right. <laughs> I'm in so much pain sometimes. But JC, we had a lot of jokes. So I'm, yes, I'm going to walk did. into my anointing yes, and is. my healing. So what we need to do, Pastor, is I think we need to look at maybe about five of the many events that happened prior to the Passover. Because, you know, our time is an hour goes by fast. You really don't know it until I say at the end, Pastor, we're at the end. And he says, oh, no. Maybe we must be the only one that feels like that. Some of the listeners must say, when are they going to get off the air? That's possible, too. But, you know, we have an exciting show because we're going to look. It's exciting to us. Yes, it is. And we're trying to make it exciting for you because, remember, we want you to walk into your destiny, too. (laughs) And your healing. Yes. And let's look at this. You know, all four of the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all talked about uh, the events of the Passover and the Last Supper, but they all had different kind of stories. Mm. Um, As seen in Matthew, he emphasized Jesus' teachings as the Messiah because he gave instructions not only to his disciples as they ministered to others, but ultimately his own final journal leading to his death and resurrection. Because one of the things he wanted them to see is in your humanness, as Christ took on this human form, that he could do certain things and he expects those certain things to happen that we can do. But we are limited by this physical body. Mark uh, teaches on discipleship. And he actually introduced the Holy Spirit because it's he that felt that it was the spirit of Christ that Uh. moved into the miracles. I mean, let's let's face it. That woman who had the issue of blood had been dealing with it for 12 long years. Now, ladies, I know you can relate. 
I cannot. Doing that for 12 years. And all she said, mm. if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Mm. And when she put her hand out and touched it, what did Christ say? He said, who touched me? Uh. And the disciples go, what do you mean to touch you? All these people all are pushing crap. on you, touching you and everything. But he felt the spirit leave him and go into her. And he said to her, by your faith, you are healed. So we're going to talk a little bit about that too, about the faith that we have in order to accomplish the great things that we need so to do. So if you're in that crowd and you're watching a crowd of people around him and then you see this woman there struggling to fight the crowd pushing. She crawling. on the ground. What do you mean? She crawling <laughs> just to, to touch the ham, just a finger. <laughs> she reached out under it. Yes. Oh, and he felt it. Who yes. touched me? Yes. Well, Lord, he touched me. Okay, pastor. <laughs> but the other thing, oh, what's important with the women, the woman with the issue of blood was that Christ also showed how the common man, mm. the lowly man, because she was ostracized. She wasn't allowed to be out in public because of right. her condition. That's right. So Doing she that was someone who... She, was put a, she was, had to be put away outside yes, the village. Yes, yes. Until she was purified. Right, which was for 12 years. <sighs> so here you have someone who's so lowly that Yeshua's message became universal as soon as that happens. Because how many of you would love to put your hand down and touch the hem of his garment and be healed of your infirmities, be healed of your drug abuse, be healed of your alcoholism? Yeah. Do you know the power mm. that is in God Almighty? I mean, that's what we're talking about. So, you know, here comes John. John was the one who introduced, because he talked about Christ bringing the comforter. Mm the Holy Spirit, he was the one who said, we're already connected. Because what this John says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So the comforter was there from the beginning. So we're going to look at how each disciple saw the events and how they were effective and help believers see, hey, I am an overcomer. I can overcome anything. Yes, Yes, and another <laughs> yes. I am in total agreement. And that's why some of the events that we'll talk about today, they're going to include the anointing of Yeshua's feet by Mary of Bethany. Now, even though she's Mary of Bethany, she used to hang around uh, the disciples, and she was at various places, and she was there at the end, too. Yes, she was. Hallelujah. And uh, raising uh, Lazarus from her dead, her brother. And uh, the, we'll, let's talk about the Sermon on the Mount and the feeding of 5,000. Now, I imagine myself being in there and then sitting on that on that mountain, and there's 5,000 other people, and we all hungry. And and then that piece of fish was getting ready to get my piece of fish. And where's that? Where's that? And then all of a sudden, I got a piece. Oh, wow. You know, what a blessing. And the Lord's Supper. That last supper, or was it the first supper? Because ah. he set the stage for future Passovers and a future worship of this holiday season. It set the stage. And, and as we mentioned before, it's seen as the new covenant between yes. the Almighty God and his people. But first, let's, let's take a little short break. And stay tuned for the rest of the story leading up to 
the Lord's Supper. We'll be right back. And then I heard my Savior speaking, draw from my well that never shall run dry. Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord, come and quench this thirst I'm Pastor Gary Montgomery, co-host of the Stone Builders Hour with my lovely wife, Elder JC. We thank you for listening to Living Stones Radio Ministry and invite you to become a sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour for as little as $25 monthly. Your sponsorship is tax deductible and can be made on our secure website, welivingstones.org. Just click on the donor button and become a partner. It's that easy. We want to thank you for your support. And God bless each and every one of you. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and myself, Elder JC. Wow, we have a wonderful segment and we're just grateful that we can bring the good news to our wonderful audience you out in podcast land and radio land and right now when you think about yeshua he's a uh even though he took on this flesh stepped out of his god world into this human world one of the things when he came he always upset the apple cart he did he, he made was, a lot of folks mad. yes he was always ruffling feathers why because sometimes we get stuck in our complacency as religion when he's looking for what a personal relationship with us so during this season the time he walked the earth it was no different no except that we have Mass communications, yes, TV, oh, Twitter, Facebook, yes. you know, social media stuff that some of us don't need to be on. <laughs> it is what it is. But now we have more instant communication. But the Pharisees and those in charge believed he was not the Messiah. And one of the things I'm always interested uh, in Yeshua whenever he spoke, he said, "If," which is interesting because when you think about it. If they really did know the father, as religious as they said they were, that they would have known he was the Christ. But he always said that. He says, you don't know my father, but you know your father, the devil. Doesn't he always say that? Mm. (laughs) But they always thought he was. Yes, he did. He threw a lot of shade back at those guys, boy. But. That made even more mad. Yeah, which is true because they always thought he was an oddball. He's going around talking about eat my flesh, drink my blood. (laughs) Um, He can create miracles. He was he was with the father. I mean, when you think about it, if there was somebody going around saying that today, you get locked up. Yeah, I was just gonna say (laughs) off to the loony bin he is. 
But Yeshua's message was simple, just as the Father's message is simple. Keep my commandments. And as always, sometimes we think long prayers and vain words and babbling is what's going to get us to heaven. And it's not. He and they didn't even have love for one another because they were always talking about how they were way up here and a peasant would come in or uh, a woman who just put a penny into the, 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 the box for tithing. Well, I'm much better than that because I give 10% of my income. But are you really? But the first event that we're going to discuss is the anointing at Bethany. And many of us know the story how Mary uh, did something very special for, for him. Uh, so listen up, because we want you to learn what it is that Yeshua is looking for. Because, you know, he was always with the outcasts. He was always with people that the publicans, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Sadducees said he shouldn't be with because if you really was religious, you wouldn't be hanging with those kinds of people. You know how we are. <laughs> Say, we do the same thing today. Uh, same thing when we go to church. Someone's sitting in my seat. Uh, I didn't know we had Uh-oh. names on seats. I mean, it's just little things like that that we don't think is in comparison to what went on then, but it, it is so much so. But Matthew tells us in 9, 10 to 13, and it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat, meaning he was sitting down to dinner in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples because he was always telling people, I'm coming to your house to eat. <laughs> so who, and, and if they weren't the people of renowned or people like tax collectors who everyone looked down upon, then they said, oh, he's sitting with the wrong people. So, and when the Pharisees saw it, continuing, they said unto his disciples, why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? And you know, publicans meaning low people. But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, they that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. There he goes again. He's throwing shade. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And at that point in time, people should have known that he was the sacrifice. So we don't have to do that anymore. But he wasn't. So now Yeshua, he sits with sinners. He's yes. hanging with sinners. He's walking with them. He's talking with them. And he's teaching them. And he's drawing more and more because of the word that he was given of hope, of life. Yes, mercy. Life yes. Praise God. God. And so now here they're 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 at Mary and Martha's house and Lazarus' house there, and he's sitting there, and here comes Mary uh pouring out spikenar over his feet as an act. JC, what's spikenar? What is that? Well, it's a valuable spice from India. It's derived from the dried roots of the herbal plant called nard. And, you know, I have, I'm into plants and I have this plant book and I looked it up to see it. It's a beautiful plant. It's probably something, even though we have it here in America, um, I think it originated in India, but there is a Indian and American classification for nard. But it's a beautiful flower. It's pink. But what's interesting to me, it's not the flower 
that's the fragrant. Hmm? It's in the root. So they grind up the dried root, mix it with oil, and that's what gives that fragrance. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't. It's not always the flower that's most important. It's in the root. It's in the root. Yes. About that. So this is, and, and this is a gift. It's an act. And it was an act towards Yeshua that even his disciples didn't understand. They couldn't understand why is she pouring spikenard over his feet? Because they was dusty and crusty. I wonder if Jesus had bunions. He probably did <laughs> walk around all porn. the time. He, <laughs> he might have. Yeah, bad feet. No, because <laughs> he was the perfect man with a six pack. <laughs> he he was uh hey, he was in shape and I'm sure he had good feet, not bad feet like me. Praise God. You know, so so this act is usually associated with devotion or sparing no expense for someone soon to die or to wrap them up after death. Yes. And like in Luke 23, 53. And when, go ahead. I was just going to say, because when at that point he died, uh, remember, um, I think it's Josephus went to Pontius went to Pontius Pilate to ask for his body because he wanted to put him in a special grave. And Luke twenty three fifty three speaks on that, and it took it down, and it took and he took it down, meaning the body, because by that time it isn't it. It wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulcher that was hewn or hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid and that day was the preparation and the sabbath drew on because we know yeshua is lord of the sabbath and he rose again Mm -hmm. so yeshua saw her act as selfless although judas saw it as an act of selfishness that she could have given these alms or that oil to the poor instead of pouring it on yeshua's feet so Judas, we're going, we're going to have to do a story on Judas. Yes. But his motive was greed. It wasn't about sharing. You know, it was about greed. So her act was one of self-denial because she could have kept that oil for herself. Yes. Or sold it for, a, for her own resource because everybody could use a check. Yep, that's true. And remember, Judas was looking at it when you said greed. He was looking at it because he was the treasurer. That's right. He so kept he, the pouch. The, right. So what else was he doing with that pouch that he wanted her to give it to him or sell it and give it to him? So, quote unquote, so he could give it to the poor. Right. Huh. <laughs> so whatever funds that were given. He was carrying, supposedly. Judas was carrying yeah. and. So when uh, Jesus, uh, hey, we're going to come to your house for dinner, then they would supply the resources right. in order to, to make sure. Or that if was, they had to pay a tax for something, or if they had to rent a boat or something like that, he was the man responsible, yes. Yeah. So Mary gave the ultimate sacrifice for her Lord, the value of Spike Nard. And you can imagine it was imported. Um, it came out during the first century, and it was imported in alabaster boxes, 
which were only used for special occasions. And alabaster, if anybody knows alabaster, I have a, a stone somewhere around here that's like an alabaster stone, and it comes in kind of different shades of colors, but it almost looks like glass. So she wanted to bless Yeshua with this particular oil. Because in some ways, this John talks about that she practiced what she preached, but John also emphasized the importance of the Holy Spirit during this time. Because remember, it's the Spirit, just as we were uh, discussing previously, when that woman touched the hem of Yeshua's garment when it was crowded, and he knew the Spirit drew out of her, out of him to her that that's the spirit we want in terms of knowing if we are on the good footing with Christ. That was powerful that Mary made when she, uh, breaking of that expensive bottle of perfume. Yes. Not only the one who will die for our sins, but she did that as an act of selfishness for all of us to review and to look at. And just think in John 11, 1 through 4, because uh, there's a lot of other things were happening at Mary and, and uh, at Martha's house. And, and, and John 11, 1, 4 says that now a certain man was sick named Lazarus mm-hmm. of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. They're the only ones that lived in the town. <laughs> it no, was, there was more. It was, <laughs> those were the important people to Yeshua. He had to name them. It was the... It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Mm. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou loveth is sick. Now, Did he go right away? No, he didn't. Mm. You know, and he knew that she would, they were ill. And, and because he told his disciples that my boy Lazarus, He's sick. And then soon after, he said, oh, my boy Lazarus is dead. Right. And the disciples said, well, Lord, let's go. We need to go. He said, hold on, hold on. And why would Yeshua say wait when he could have left right away to go serve them? Because Mary and Martha, they sent word. Yes, they and, did. And it didn't take no three days to get to Jerusalem to Bethany because it was only a two-mile hike. Yes. So that was just a few hours maybe, you know, on a winding, dusty road. But Yeshua waited purposely because of the Jewish tradition is that when you die, on the, on the, uh, the third day that you die, your body uh, was still... Your spirit was still, still with the body, it, right? And your body didn't raise from the dead until the fourth day. So when he knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, because he got the insight from his daddy up above, that he wanted to make sure that it was uh, that it would not be challenged. Because the spirit of Lazarus isn't gone. Because otherwise, if he went earlier, oh, that's because Lazarus was still alive. Yes, he was still there. Now he wasn't truly dead. So sometimes, you know, and now really you have to research that information about the fourth day. Yes, you do, because it's not, that. that's again, when we talk about reading the Old Testament, that those are some of the 
uh, traditions that they had from the Old Testament. But the other uh, book that we look into is the book of the Apocrypha, because it does sometimes fill in those gaps that the Bible leaves out. It's not that we're trying to read a different Bible, but originally it was part of the Bible up until the 18th century, because we have a Bible that's over 100 years old, and the Apocrypha is in it. So we're going to continue to talk about raising Lazarus from the dead and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour. Uh, with Pastor Gary Montgomery and my lovely wife, Elder J.C. That's me. We are the host of this special program sponsored by Living Stones International. Praise God. Amen. I know during this time of, uh, of the holy seasons, and we just talked about how even Judas uh, walked around with the purse, but... We don't have a purse, you know. but we're, we rely on uh, uh, gifts from our friends, our neighbors, and strangers to keep the program alive. And you can become a Stone Builder partner by donating online to Living Stones International. And it's so easy. All you have to do is go to our website of we livingstones.org and once the page comes up you can just click on the donate page and it's so easy to make that donation online and it'll be even a greater blessing to make it a a reoccurring yes uh, blessing 
and you can direct it to the Stone Builders Hour, and we will show our appreciation that you just put down your your T-shirt size because we want to be able to send you a gift to say thank you for being a Stone Builder supporter. So it, it's so easy, uh, $25. Uh, it, it would be a blessing. Now, I know some of y'all spend $25 on a lot. Matter of fact, you can't spend a lot of things on $25 nowadays because it's, it's going to take you at least 75 to fill up a tank of gas. And coffee now, $5 a cup. So that's five cups of coffee that you could either forego or you just donate it to the ministry. And by sowing, is sowing by faith knowing that you will have a prayer partner that will constantly praying uh, for your healings, for whatever situation that you're in that you need special prayer for. Know that JC and I are here standing in the gap for you. Yes. Not just anybody, but personal for you. And, and that's why we enjoy the show. Um, I'm not sure how long. Our friend Doug Apple will keep us on the air, but we're asking you to help us stay on the air because we go on all the stations. Yes. You can hear us on iTunes, Spotify, Tune, and iHeartRadio, Stitchers. SoundCloud. Uh, you you can find us if you're looking for us. Facebook, you know. The Twitter, Stone Builders Hour. Uh, you can find us. So, And we are here to show that my wife and I uh, will be married in August for 50 years. And, yeah, that's what I say. And we are starting a new beginning uh, here in uh, Durant, Oklahoma. Uh, we bought a, a small farm that we're building and, uh, and I tell you, I feel like Caleb and when Caleb had interaction with Joshua after they, they, they came to the, pro to the land of Canaan. Yes. And they did all that they were supposed to do. And Caleb told um, Joshua, give me my land. And Joshua said, man, you old dude. He said, and cause I am a man of 85 years old, but I got a body of a 45 year old man. <laughs> and, and Joshua gave him his land. And he went on, and that land is still in Joshua and Caleb's family to this time on. So, although I'm in my 70s, I need a, bo I need a body of a 45-year-old man. Because right now, I got a body of an 85-year-old guy. And here we are starting all over again because... I believe in you, dear. Because we can. Yes, we can. And why not? What better way than to praise the Almighty with work. Yes. And, and he's prayers. and he is a purveyor of work. He wants to see your works before he bless you. He wants you to take that first step, that so, second step. So a gift would really put us put a, a step in my put a like a, with something in my step. Yep. Little give me a little gas for my step. <laughs> Praise God to keep me going here. So let me get back to the story of uh, the powerful story of Lazarus. I mean, that's a powerful story, a man uh, coming out of the dead. And so the story goes on to say that he was a brother of Martha, married. He died. He laid in rest for like three days. And as a symbol of this, for those who are Jewish believers, it took three days for the spirit to leave the body before the flesh starts to decay. 
So Yeshua waited until that fourth day because he wanted us to understand the key lessons in faith with rising, raising Lazarus from the dead. Faith unlocks our understanding of the move of the Spirit as well as our obedience. It also allows our approach to the Almighty to ask for what we need, even though it sounds, it sounds ridiculous. Praise God. John in 11.4 says um, one of the things that it speaks on is the fact that Jesus waited. So sometimes when we talk about Jesus in the beginning, he said, he told his disciples that his disciples believed that he was asleep. But then later he came out and told them just I'll point blank. He was dead. So they said, well, Lord, we need to go now because they knew about what pastor just mentioned earlier that it took three days, but Jesus purposely, you know, he is something else. He took two more days before he left for Lazarus' home in Bethany because he wanted to teach a lesson. Yeah. And one of the biggest lessons that sometimes we forget as a people of God, we don't march to anybody's orders but God. And Yeshua was telling them the same thing. I don't march to anybody's orders but from above. What did he always say when he was going around healing and teaching? He says, I do my father's business or I act on my father's will. Who's he talking about? He's talking about God Almighty. He's not talking about, that's why the Pharisees and Sadducees were so upset with him. But he did this because he wanted to set the stage for the miracle that was about to come. So neither man nor your enemies should ever be dictating what you do. You need to be doing what God does because he's sending the spirit to you to to do the right thing. And that's why when Jesus, he heard that when Lazarus was dead, uh, John 11, 4, it stated that this sickness is not unto death. Mm. For the glory of God, yes, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. That's it, interesting, yeah, that the Father gets the credit, but also the Son gets a second credit. You know, that's something else. We, we have the power. I always tell my children, we don't want to do things just through addition, we want to do things exponentially. So that's where you get two squared, two cubed, two to the fourth power, two to the fifth power, two to the tenth power, because you want to do things that is going to be exponential and everlasting. In John eleven twenty three, it states, uh, Jesus said unto her, because now you got to remember in the beginning, um, uh, if you want to review the entire story, just go to this uh, uh, the Apostle John uh, 11, 11, 1 through 44, and yep. just study it for yourself. You know, because Martha, she met uh, Yeshua first and relayed if he had been there, her brother Lazarus would still be alive. Yep. And when Yeshua told her he would rise again, she confirmed her belief that he would at the time of 
the resurrection. And she was talking about end time resurrection, <laughs> not Lazarus' resurrection. And he was so moved with compassion, which he said. And, uh, and that's why in 1123, Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. But Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So she was paying attention yes, to yes, she his was. teaching. Yes, she was. She was falling around. She just wasn't falling around. She was listening and practicing. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believe in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Mm, question mark. And she said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which shall come into the world. But... <laughs> but do we He'd believe been that? For a while. Yeah. So Yeshua asked, where was he laid? And they did not want to disturb him since he was thinking by now because he'd been buried for three days. So here Plus, now, here. it took two more days. <laughs> <laughs> so he stinks. They all, he stinks. And that's why he had to wait for that fourth day because yes. of the decay of the body. So here Lazarus was already wrapped up in his linen. Yes. Already had the spike. Mummified, yes. He's already wrapped up. And yet and still. Well, you know, one of the things, when you think about it, how many of you would have that kind of faith mm -mm. to have the stone moved away mm. and see what Christ is going to do. Mummy walk out. I mean, one of the things about Think this. About it, he had a whole bunch of people around him too. Yes, he did. Because when people because heard they that all, Lazarus was dead. Right. Hey, that is not, wasn't Lazarus his boy? Yes. That was his boy. Yes. Let's go see him cry. Yeah. Let's go see him mourn. Let's go see. Hey, they didn't have nothing. They just, everybody. So he had a whole crowd of people following him plus the people from bethany who are already there outside mourning lazarus they like them indian weddings they go on and on and on and on sometimes those jewish funerals they go on and on and on and on too well he was gonna do i mean th this was the setting for a miracle that was why jesus delayed the whole process he came to restore Lazarus physical life because the resurrection that Martha was talking about was the resurrection of a spiritual life mm. our endless resurrection for all of us is not here yet but it's coming at the second coming again our lesson is being faithful to the great I am do you think that people when they found out he was going to move away from the stone, you know, some of those people might have left. And then some people stayed just to, to see, see whether or not he could prove who he was. When he asked, they removed the stone. Not only were they worrying about the stench, but you're also disturbing. Oh, right. A burial ground. 
You know, some people, right? Some people get upset with that. I'm sure the Pharisees, yes, and Sadducees are like, "What? What are you? What are you doing?" What was amazing, though, that before all this happened, Yeshua groaned. Mm. Romans 8, 26 through 28 says, Likewise, the Spirit, here you go again, the Holy Spirit, also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart's knowest what is in the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Again, it's the father's will. If we are groaning because we're not sure, Yeshua said, "Mm, I know I've got this to do it right. Because why? Look at all the people looking at me. Father, he's, I got to do your will first. And then you'll be glorified, but I'm going to get the credit. Remember the anointing by Mary of Bethany of Yeshua's feet happened after the raising of Lazarus. So that was in preparation for his own death and burial. burial. But can you imagine that Yeshua groaning? Oh, oh, I mean, that inner sound of the essence of your whole body oh get ready get ready oh and then he shouts out Lazarus called by name mm. now he had to call Lazarus by name and why is that because everybody would have woke up yes he would have <laughs> woke up everybody <laughs> so he called on his name specifically specifically and that's how it's going to be at the end time your name will be called and if you don't ever hear that name oh god but then you want to oh god and you can imagine with lazarus huh huh yeah waking uh, up out of like, a deep what's this i got on huh? yeah right what's, what's this happening here didn't i just die mm. wait a minute what's this i got grave clothes on yeah the guy, he walking like the mummy because he all wrapped up so he has to come up so half the people ran yeah you know that he had to be scared to see someone come it's out like of Frankenstein the grave. coming out of the grave. Y'all just gonna stand there and say, Oh, holy the No. You gonna leave. If you was there, what would you have done to see this stone roll back? This guy yelling, calling out for Lazarus to come forth, and all of a sudden this dude coming forth, and you tell me that if you gonna get down on your knees oh, and pray. Was saying, that upset everybody's your whole mental faculties of everything you've been taught and learned had just been turned upside down. Do y'all realize the miracle that just happened? Someone who was dead is now Brought alive. back to life. Yep. And then he's going to go back to the house and he's going to clean up. His, his flesh restored, his appetite restored. I know he was in confused. And then they're going to sit down and sup together. You know how powerful that was? That's, prob- that's probably the most powerful miracle ever because it just 
totally went against nature. Yes, it did. The laws of nature were turned upside down. But that shows you the power of faith. Because Yeshua said that. What I love about John 11, 41 through 46, it talks about that. But the beginning is what I find so interesting. In 41, he says, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. That's what the groanings were for. So that the Spirit, Holy Spirit, could take that back to the Father as a question. Hey, I'm getting ready to do this thing. Are you with me in this? And then it further says, and I knew that thou hearest me. And knew is present tense. He didn't say, I know you hear me. He didn't say, I had known you hear me. He says, I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it. Ah, so they can hear it. Yes. That's the audience. That they may believe Mm. that thou hast sent me. Oh, Holy Spirit. Oh, that that gives me goose pimples. Because he had to (laughs) show them that the spirit of the Lord was upon him. Mm. That he could cry out Lazarus' name. And he comes forth. Mm. And then he says, after he they everyone sees him j- jumping out with grave clothes on. He said, "Loose him, Loose, yeah, and let him go." Wow! So, audience, I just want you to know that you have the power mm. to ask God for anything, and you say, "I knew that you hear me, Lord. I knew you hear me." But I just got to give witness to all the people around me. And so I told somebody the other day, we were just talking casually about uh, people talking about you or people saying things about you. And I says, oh, I I praise God for that all the time. You know why? Because they talking about me. That means I'm getting blessed. That means my blessings are on the way. And you know what I always do stand on is that I don't have to fight battles. I don't have to curse people out. I don't have to talk about people back because God is my revenger. Mm -hmm. And in all situations, he always vindicates me. So if we know that we have that kind of power, just imagine if we just start speaking it. And maybe that should be the beginning of the prayer. I knew that thou hearest me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I knew that God hears me and that everything I state and speak comes to life. And he will set you free. Yes. Now here is someone physically bound that he said loose them. Yes. And those physical constraints were were loosened. That he was free. So you may be bound today yes. by or bound today by sin and bound today by any kind of things that's not of God. And know that when you cry out. Yes, he'll hear you. And you shall be loose. 
and set free. And set free. Boy, hallelujah That's for that. That's why he came. Yes. For us to be set free. Well, I, I think uh, Lazarus just stirred up some things around here because I know the spirit is moving. Mm. But, you know, that's one of the miracles that Yeshua gave us that we should be standing on. But we're going to come right back. because we are. We're, Yeah, we're going to talk about the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, which I'm still is powerful. With- <laughs> oh, you still want to stay with Lazarus. No, we can go on. We come back. But that is so powerful. Yes, it is. I'm in my audience. I'm there 2,000 years ago. Uh, in Bethany right now watching this unfold and watching we're all in this cemetery and a whole bunch of people believers and non-believers and to see this stone roll back and see uh, Yeshua yell out this man's name and this man comes forward some people had a stroke and some people had a heart <laughs> they might have dropped dead right there some right. people just I mean you just change nature. And and so, and for Lazarus to come out and then to be then to be embraced by Yeshua himself, I mean that that your mind's topsy turvy. You yes, don't know what is. to believe. But you, what does it say? But this man did it. I have a friend in Jesus. If he can free him yes. from his deathbed, then what can he do for me yes. in my life? Yes, I have a friend in Jesus. Oh, no, we can go on. All right. Because it's like, <laughs> but I. Uh, but you, but that that's the powerful. mindset. Yes, it was. It is. By witnesses. But, and not only that, but the fact that the spirit is still moving right now because that just went through me and gave me goosebumps. So we'll be right back to talk about maybe not as powerful or as powerful. It's powerful too. Sermon on the Mount. That's very powerful. Let's sing it all, y'all. You are You are Greetings, I'm Pastor Gary Montgomery, co-host of the Stone Builders Hour with my lovely wife, Elder JC. We thank you for listening to Living Stones Radio Ministry and invite you to become a sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour for as little as $25 monthly. Your sponsorship is tax deductible and can be made on our secure website, welivingstones.org. Just click on the donor button and become a partner. It's that easy. We want to thank you for your support. And God bless each and every one of you. Oops, we ran out of time because we're having so much fun. So we invite you to tune in next week as we go back to go over the events leading up to the Lord's Supper. See you next week.